This is the Being Better with Jennifer Powers podcast series with best-selling author Jennifer Powers, brought to you by our friends at National MI University. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jen. Hi, everybody. Mm, glad you're back. Excited to be back. Have you drank your coffee? I have. I like your new coffee mug. Yes. What is, where did you get that? So pretty. It was a gift from a friend from a local potter. That's oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is it? But you li- you're very specific about your coffee mugs. You want something that like holds the heat, right? Yes. Coffee mugs and coffee. Very, very important. I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but um, <laughs> like I, remember, science. I remember I was speaking, um, I, you know, we live in the Pacific Northwest where coffee is a really big deal. And um, I went to somewhere in middle America and the event and I'm pouring the coffee out of the machine, you know, the carafe, whatever. And I was like, oh, what do you like a little coffee with your water did they like that did they appreciate that, that comment not, not, it wasn't funny but you're a coffee so snob you're a yeah, coffee I'm snob a total coffee we are snob. there are coffee snobs here i wish i enjoyed coffee because you seem to love coffee so much I, I don't like the taste i wish i did yeah i love it and i love loving it <laughs> All right, Jen, I want to get to this because uh, um, last episode, we, yeah. we we started to talk. One of my favorite things to talk about, because I hear you doing it so well, is this this usage of like open-ended questions to go deeper in a relationship. Obviously, you do it with coaching, but you we were talking about doing it with like... Oh, yeah. We were talking in the last episode about um, how to build relationships, how to build trust, right? And then you had mentioned one of the skills that coaches use is like deeper inquiry. And it's so true. Deeply inquiring about someone and showing true interest is a trust builder. It's a relationship builder. And you do it and you do it and you talk about it as though it's just second nature. But I don't think it is for most of us, and I was hoping maybe you would talk a little yeah. more about what that is. Well, a lot of people don't take the time to do it. Like, um, and I'm looking at you, leaders in organizations and of teams. Like, you feel like it's going to take too much time or too much effort, and that may be true. It does take time and effort, but the payoff is very, very rich because when you show interest in other people, they are automatically interested in you. Look, everyone. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. And the memo that a lot of people don't get, and I'm looking at you, people who have friends that talk a lot and never ask questions, <laughs> um, They, what you don't get is that, so you are more interesting when you are interested in other people. And we talked about this in another episode, but what I want to point out is how you can demonstrate some of that interest. And that's by not asking these close-ended questions like, do you like that? Um, will you go there? Um, is that yours? You know, like, is that something you like? Right. These are close-ended questions. And yes, it sounds semantic and easy. They go nowhere. They go absolutely nowhere. nowhere. Because like, for example, if you come back from vacation and I say, did you have fun on your vacation? What's your answer? Uh, Yeah, it was fun. Period. End of conversation. And (laughs) I use that as a asker, I will use that because I really don't want to hear the whole story. Okay. But what you feel is that I'm not interested. Yeah. That's just a natural nuance of that sort of. But if I say to you, hey, Mark, how was your vacation? Or even better, if you wanted to shorten it, 
what was the best part of your oh, vacation? Yeah, yeah. Now I I have interest, and mm. now you're feeling the love, right? right? Right. And that is what builds um, relationships. You know, if I could say to you, do you like to bike? What's your answer? No, I don't like the bike. Oh, I love to bike. I'll tell you, I bike 10 miles uh, a day. It's so much fun, right? Yeah. Okay, it's, so Mark, what do you like to do in your spare time? I like to bungee jump. <laughs> <laughs> What's fun about it is at the very bottom, my stomach blubber actually passes my head. <laughs> you wish you had stomach blubber. <laughs> so that's a very different um, conversation. Right. It sends a different message. It has different energy imprinted on it. And I promise you that you will feel better at the end of that conversation than the first one where I ask you, right. I, I feign interest. Yeah. Do you like to bike? And then no. Oh, let me tell you about my favorite yeah. thing about biking. Right, right. Yeah, that's not working, people. That's right. just not working. Yeah, Stop yeah. doing that, actually, because you're only hurting yourself. You're driving people away with that. It's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Well, it, 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 it's it's it, it, I love that you say that, mm. but the, really the greatest example that I can think of of how poorly closed-ended questions work is with my teenage boys. Mm -hmm. it, it, they, they're so great at just giving you nothing. You know, right. teenagers are great. And if you ask, and most parents, they'll do like, oh, did you guys have fun? Yeah, it was all right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I mean, that kind There's, of thing. It's a dead end. It's done. Mm -hmm. um, and it, but this works like, uh, like what happened? How what did was it go? Fun about what did you it? like the best? Yeah, like, yeah. What is it like hanging out with mm -hmm. like Leroy? You know those kinds of things, and it works. I mean, if it works on teenagers, it's going to work on anybody. Yeah, the trick is not to fill in with potential answers because I know people that start this. They're like, "So, what did you like about it? Did you like hanging out with people? Did you like seeing Bob? Right. Did you, you answer for them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really just the question. Yeah. Otherwise, you're injecting your ideas into it. Yes. And I know this sounds <laughs> like I'm really nitpicking, but there is an art to this. And when you master the art, people, you will be a master. And people will be drawn to you like mosquitoes to a bug light. Okay. Now, um, I brought up, so, and you're helping us because you know this well. You're a master coach, whatever. Most of us don't. We just know it. We don't even think about it. We mm -hmm. just ask close-ended questions. What, what, it, give us a, just a little bit of instruction. I know you've done this before, but mm -hmm. about what you're talking about. Well, I think the first thing maybe everyone needs to do before moving into some sort of action is observe. Like observe your standard everyday go-to form of conversation and see how that's working. And I, I think so few people are observing how they are landing with someone else. D does that make sense? No. How like I'm, I'm obsessive about reading the person. Right. I'm not asking you to be obsessive, but I'm asking you to be aware. Yeah. Like be observant. Like how is the way you are holding conversations with others landing with them? Uh -huh. Are they interested? Are they leaning forward? Are they eye darting? Are they snoring? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. And if you're not paying attention, you're never going to be able to make a change. So pay attention to see how people are responding to you in a conversation. That's one. And then if you realize that you could maybe 
use a little bit of improvement, then um, showing some level of interest through deeper inquiry questions that are open-ended okay. would be your best bet. And that's just starting with what or how. It's Why those two? Is that the only open-ended questions? But why do you choose those? Well, what and how are the biggest, broadest questions? When can tend to be, it's open-ended, but it's still limited to just a time. Right. Who is also open-ended, but it's limited to just individuals, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what and how are going to be your broadest, but, you know, what? When, how, who. I don't like using why questions because that can pe put people on the defensive, but that's 2.0 here. I don't want to get too right. deep into I, that. Yeah, good. Um, but yeah, just start asking what or how questions. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to slip. But I promise you people, when you do this, when you start to show interest in others and ask those open-ended questions and invest the time in learning about others, you are basically investing time in building trust with others. That's it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, really. And the truth is, that it, 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 once you learn to do it, it makes your life easier. Well, yeah, because you have people that respect you and enjoy you and follow you and, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so this is a challenge. Maybe I'm just putting out there to everyone listening. If you want to improve your communication skills, if you want to up level relationships, build respect and trust, maybe just start asking what and how questions. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I mean, simple enough. Let's see how that works. All right, folks, good stuff. There's a challenge for you. Enjoy it, have fun with it, or don't do anything with it at all. That's your choice. <laughs> but all the while, remember how very, very, very good you are. We'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again to our friends at National MI for sponsoring today's topic. If you are interested in learning more about National MI's mortgage insurance products and services and the webinars and courses they offer, please visit nationalmi.com MIU. Also, to find out more about Jennifer Powers and how you can get international speaker Jennifer Powers to keynote at your next event, visit jenniferpowers.com. We hope you join us again.